Welcome to Standing Grace with Alan McQuarrie, a ministry of Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario. I'm your host, Alex Philippi. We all know life is hard, but Jesus is here for you. He wants to encourage you through his word and remind you that you can always stand in his grace. We often hear it stated that it's impossible to please everybody, and we certainly know that's true. If you try to please everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. And whether it be in a church or whether it be in business or any situation, the realization is you cannot even try to go down that road where you're trying to please everybody because you won't be able to, and it'll always come back to bite you. However, there's one person that we do want to please, and that is the Lord. We need to seek out how we can please the Lord, because to please the Lord is truly the key aspect of our relationship with Him. We want to live a life and to worship in such a way that the Lord is pleased with us. And it's not easy to do that. It doesn't happen naturally. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes an understanding of what the Lord is searching for so that He would be pleased. We read in the book of Colossians that Paul wrote to the believers in the city of Colossae, and one of the things he said in chapter 1, when he talks about thinking about them and wanting the best for them, is he says that he prays that they would please God. And it is very important that we pray for one another, not just for ourselves, but pray for one another, that we would be a people that please the Lord. Well, that is important, obviously. But what does it take to please the Lord? Well, we know the opposite can often happen. We read about, do not grieve the Spirit of God to whom you were sealed. And so, to grieve the Spirit, obviously, is the opposite of pleasing the Lord. But you know what? The Lord Jesus had the understanding of what it meant to be grieved. When he came into Jerusalem on that day when he was coming into his triumphal entry, we read that Jesus wept. And so in Luke chapter 11, the Lord wept. Now, why did he weep when he was coming into Jerusalem while everybody else was shouting Hosanna? Well, it's because he saw not the actions of what was going on around him. He saw the intentions of their heart. And just like for you and I, we can go through the motions of church. We can go through the motions of living what we think is a godly life or doing the things that we say are the right things to do, the moral things to do. But God looks at the heart. God looks at the motivation of why we're doing it. God looks at whether that we even understand what we're doing. He doesn't listen to what comes out of our mouth as much as he listens and looks at the intent of our heart. And when the intent of our heart is to honor the Lord and the words and the praise comes out of our mouth to honor the Lord, then he is pleased. But when he came into Jerusalem, he saw the corruption of that temple. He saw the, how that temple had so lost its purpose. He came up into that hill when everybody was yelling and shouting Hosanna. And what he saw was a building, a beautiful temple that had 
all the articles within it and all the structure of it that pointed to him. Way back in Exodus, when Moses came out, he had a tabernacle laid out for him by the Lord, as did Solomon, as did Zerubbabel, and now here's Herod's temple. And each one of these buildings had all of the pictures in it that reflected the work of Christ. Everything in that temple talked about what Jesus would do and what he would give his people. A relationship with him where we could have direct access to God. The joy of knowing that our prayers are heard. The wonderful truth of being redeemed in the blood of Christ and washed and then having direct access to him at any point. And when we live that way, when we really seek to lift high the name of Jesus, and when we really try to strive to pray and to understand and appreciate the relationship we have with him, the Lord is pleased. Because what the Lord wants from you today and from me today is that we give him the glory that is due to him and that we live reflecting him. So it's not just the outward actions the Lord is seeking. He's looking at the heart. He's looking at the motivations within us. Why are you worshiping the Lord? Why are you at church? Why are you praying? Is it because you look upon the Lord as nothing more than a life jacket to put on when the boat is sinking and your life right now is sinking, so the last thing you're going to try is pray? Or is it because you have an intimate relationship with him and you love him and you trust him and you trust his word and you trust his promises? Everything in your life has not worked out the way you thought or wanted it to work out, but even so, you have confidence that the Lord is walking with you and guiding you. He is the rock upon which we stand in times of trouble. When it seems like we're in a bog, a swamp, we don't know why we're in that swamp of life and all the problems and the difficulties and the financial pressures and the spiritual pressures and the people issues and the family problems and marriage problems and our children and on and on and on. And we say, why, oh Lord, am I in this? Sometimes we don't fully understand it. Maybe we won't understand until we're with him in heaven. But today, we can stand firmly upon the rock. Because in every swamp, there is a rock to stand on. And the Lord has given us the assurance that when we go through difficult times, we can trust him. We can stand upon that rock. We can prove to him that we trust him. They're not just words that come out of our mouth on a Sunday when we sing a song or that when we recite a prayer. Rather, they're the confidences deep within us that we say, Lord, I love you. I praise you. I'm not happy, perhaps, with what's going on in my life right now. I wish things were different. And yes, Lord, you could change. You could change all these things if you so willed. But regardless, Today, I trust you. The Lord would be pleased with you to hear those words. Lord, I trust you. Because what he sees in you is not an empty shell. What he sees in you is not just someone who goes through the motion of being a believer in Christ, but rather someone who truly 
trusts in him. When the Lord came into Jerusalem, he saw an empty shell. He saw a building that should have pointed everything to him and that should have been a magnet to draw people to him. But the hearts of the people within that building were far from the Lord. They were devoted only to their pride and their ego and their own self-wealth and their desire to be elevated to a position of praise themselves. They even told the Lord to command his disciples to stop yelling Hosanna because it took away from their credibility. And so the Lord wept as he came into Jerusalem because he realized that this building had become corrupt. It had become a building that had no purpose. It was just a beautiful structure with nothing internal. But when the Lord looks at you today, does he see someone who just says they're a Christian? Someone who just occasionally goes to church whenever they need to? Or does he see a person who says, Lord, I trust you. I love you. You are my Savior. Someone who has confidence in the Word of God. You see, those are the things that please the Lord. And if we want to do something today that is great, I would say this to you. Seek to praise the Lord. Seek to gain his favor. Seek today to do that which is necessary so that the Lord is pleased with you. Now, I realize that we're all sinners and we continue to do the things that we should not do. Even the Apostle Paul said that. However, our confidence is in the Lord. Our confidence is in the Word. Our confidence is that no matter what I'm struggling with, the Lord will carry me through it. And so what a blessed thing it is to know that as God's children, we have the ability to please the Lord. You know, there's another way in which we can please the Lord. It's exactly what Paul did to the church in Colossae. He prayed for other believers that they too would please the Lord. You see, we spend so much time praying for ourselves that we forget to pray for others. But one of the things that we need to realize is that when you pray for another person, not only does God answer their prayers and your prayers, but that you push Satan back twice. When you only pray for yourself, you may push Satan back. But when you pray for another believer for the same struggles that you're going through, Satan is pushed back twice. So pray for someone else, a friend of yours, another believer, someone in the church, that God would richly bless them in their life today and that they would resist all the temptations that the world throws at them and that their life today would be pleasing to the Lord. What a great thing it is if we can see God do great things not only in your life, but in the life of another believer. You see, the chief purpose of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And to glorify God and to enjoy him and to enjoy his favor and to enjoy his blessing and to enjoy his presence and to enjoy his word and to enjoy talking to the Lord pleases the Lord. When the Lord looks at you, he does not see an empty shell. 
he sees a redeemed child of his that has been adopted, that has been renewed, that has the indwelling presence of the Spirit of God within them, and that uh, will someday be in the presence of the Savior. When the Lord looks at you, I hope that he is pleased with you today. So begin. Spend time in the Word of God today. Spend time in prayer. Spend time praying for other believers. And tell the Lord, Lord, I love you. I trust you. You are the rock upon which I stand. You are the strength that carries me through the day. You are my confidence when I've lost confidence. When I fear and find anxiety in my heart, I can pray to you and you hear me. And when the Lord sees the genuineness within you, he will be pleased with you and you will find the favor of the Lord. I hope today these are the things that you can do because you have a wonderful Savior. I'm Alan McCory. Join us next week as we continue to talk about the need and the necessity and the wonders of standing in His grace. Thank you for being with us today on Standing Grace. I'm Alex Philippi inviting you to join us for more teaching like this in person at Grace Community Church in Brockville, Ontario. And to join us online at standinggrace.com. Until next time.